The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome, everybody, to the Darren Sayafi Show. I'm Darren Sayafi, your host, accountant, business strategist, uh, profit first advisor. I am a master of everything. <laughs> We're going to start out today. This show is all about building your business and getting your business together and growing. This is this is about not saying, hey, you know what, let's walk away and, and get it, you know, and be done. We are talking today about building your business and making it grow and prosper and you just not killing yourself to, to do that. And what I'm going to do over these next few weeks with this show <laughs> so with this show is I'm going to bring in experts. We're going to talk about topics that you want to talk about, not what I want to talk about. These are topics that you want to talk about and you guys can reach out to me. You can either go to my website at cbms.co, reach out to me at 844-987-CBMS. That's 844-987-2267 is the number that you can reach me at, or you can call us at the station at 631-415-1039. Uh, So, you know, if you got a question about what's going on, if your business is struggling, this is the show for you. We're going to, oh, I'm sorry. It's 631-451-1039. Thanks in there, guys. This is my first show. So if I'm stumbling a little bit or stuff going on there, it's the excitement. I was like shot out of a rocket right now. I'm so pumped up. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to bring actually my first guest on, very good friend of mine, the managing partner of Silverman Acampora, Anthony Acampora. And just so we know, the information provided today is for general information only, and the information presented should not be construed to be formal legal advice, nor the formation of a lawyer, client relationship prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome so in other words if you have an attorney contact your attorney reach out to the professionals don't just take what you hear on the radio what you hear on the internet what you know what you hear everywhere without getting professional advice so welcome anthony thanks for being on the show today i'm really excited here hey darren it's thrilled to be here for your first show very excited to share the same excitement with you as you've got going on right now i know we were like two little kids out in the <laughs> wait waiting to come in here you know it's like we had that all that nervous energy of uh let's get going let's get into the uh, hot seat and uh start working so anthony i asked you on today because a big thing that goes on especially with entrepreneurs right people are starting their businesses and let's let's give a little bit of background here most businesses and this these are SBA uh, small business association stats right small 80% of small businesses fail within the first 5 years that's correct and then 80% of those fail within 10 years that survive and 12% get into the third generation and third 12% get into the third generation and the reason being is because they don't have good guidance you can't do this alone it's all about doing it together that's why you reach out to people like me reach out to people like you you and I have a very good working relationship we have a lot of similar clients but the biggest thing and this is what people don't get sometimes is that when you start a business you can't just say I'm going to go to the website and I'm going to create a, a corporation and I'm just going to go to work. That, it, that's not the way to build a business. That's not the way to grow a business. It's how to create a job for yourself and just do your job, but it's not doing that. So let me ask you this. 
when you start a corporation, I go online, I start a corporation, I easily use those, those do-it-yourself websites, or I go up to New York State, we're in New York State, so the New York State website, and I fill out the forms, and I get all my official stuff. Well, isn't that it? Isn't that all I need? Why wouldn't I, why do I need to reach out to someone like you, someone like me, you know, in order to set my company up for success? Because that's what we're doing, right? So, so if you're building a house, mm-hmm. that would be buying the lot. Okay. So you form the corporation, you built the lot, but you wouldn't build your house just on that dirt, wouldn't, would you? No, you no, build the house on a, sol- a solid foundation. Right. So what happens is, is, and we see this, you and I see this all the time, mm-hmm. every day. We share clients who've had this problem. People start their business and they take all of the technical, seemingly boring crap and they push it off to the side. And then eventually, when they get more, they, they become more successful or they get bigger, that stuff becomes important. So what you can form a corporation online and you can go into business, but you're not set up for success because you don't have the foundation. Well, okay, so I, I set up a corporation online. And, I've, and like you said, we've seen this happen a thousand times. Somebody goes online and I just actually have, just picked up a brand new client, a friend of mine friend of mine who started a business, came to me and says, hey, we're opening up October 1st. We're going to open up a retail outlet and I'm like a retail store. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, I, I hope it takes off and everything like that. He goes, but, you know, we formed the corporation, but we don't know what else to do. And it was like, OK, that's great, because he came to me. He knew enough that he didn't know. And he and he needed to come to me and say, hey, I need your help. But what are the things other than I just, I, I, you know, I, I registered the corporation online. Now what? Okay, so let's back it up for a minute. Mm-hmm. Why do people form corporations? Why do people form limited liability companies? It's to get protection. Okay, right? so what's the difference between a limited liability company and a corporation? Good question. Limited liability companies are relatively new, and I mean the last like 40 years. Uh, corporations have been around forever. So the difference really is the level of governance, the level of um, requirements with filing requirements and meeting requirements. So with the corporation, New York State grants you certain protection. That protection is the corporation is a separate legal entity from you. So wait a second. It's a separate legal entity from me, but I'm the corporation, aren't I? No, you're not. The corporation is the corporation. So you're an accountant, you're a business advisor, Right. right? And everybody goes out and they form their corporation. And what's the first thing they do after they form their corporation? They get an EIN number. Well, wait a second. What's an EIN? See, that's the thing. I, I got people that come to me. Okay. They don't know what an EIN number is. Okay. So, 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 so they get an employer identification number, which is basically a social security number for companies, right? Right. And it says, I'm a separate entity. I'm responsible as the company mm-hmm. for payroll taxes or whatever else I have to do, but I'm a separate entity. I'm different than the shareholders. Otherwise, if you were the same, there would be no reason to form a corporation. Well, and here's another thing that people don't even know and they don't even realize is that even though you register with the IRS to get your employer identification number, which is like you said, is your social security number for your company, you still have to register with the state. (laughs) You still have to let the state know, hey, even though I incorporated or created my LLC in your state, I still have to say, I'm going to do business in your state and I need an identifying number. And oh, by the way, here's my federal ID. And that the state would typically use your federal ID number from that point forward. But the state, the state assigns your own numbers. That's correct. You know, 
And if you don't know how to do that, and they assign different numbers for different things, sales tax has a different number, unemployment has a different number, then you're, and they won't use your EIN number for those things. So you have to, you know, you have to be able to do that, but a lot of people don't even know how to do that. So let's assume you get through that piece and you've, you're, you're good with the government. You're good with the taxing authorities because that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Taxing authorities want to know you exist. There are a lot of other things that you're going to do as a corporation's owner, right? You're going to dis you and I are going to discuss with the business owner, are they an S corp, mm -hmm. right? So people don't know what an S corp is. An S corp is a tax neutral entity, right? right? The taxes and the profits and the losses all pass through the corporation to the individual. Right. There's reasons to do that that the average lay person doesn't doesn't understand. Well, it's very important to understand why you're doing what you're doing because, look, for S corp stat, let's talk status about that. You know, everybody goes, "Oh, I'm going to start an S corp." Well, you're not you're not creating an S corp. You're getting S corp protection or S corp tax status. That's all it is is the tax status from the IRS. Okay, and. And New York State, because even though you file for it with the IRS, doesn't mean that the state's going to allow it on their returns. So there's two different filings you have to do, and people don't pick up on that. And, you know, it, it, and this, again, this is why you call us. This is why you call me. This is why you call Anthony. This is, you know, to do that. And again, to reach us. You can reach me at 844-987-2267-844-987-CBMS, uh, or you can reach out to Anthony at Silverman at Compora at 516-479-6330. Exactly. So here, here's the thing, guys. For a small business owner, and this is corporations, I say $5 million or less, we can take that tax status, we can roll it down to your personal return, which gives you certain tax advantages. Once you start getting larger, you got to think about the other C corporation status. But today's not about, let's get into the tax minutia of everything, right? Today's about getting protection. Why would you create a, an LLC or a, or a corporation instead of just saying, I'm going out and doing business as me? Aren't I allowed to do that? You're absolutely allowed to do that. That's called a sole proprietorship. Uh, it's the cheapest, easiest way to do things. Uh, my my friend's son did it, filed for sole proprietorship. It's like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. It offers absolutely zero protection. What do you mean by protection? You, you, so if you're a plumber and right. you're a sole proprietor and you or electrician, even worse, and you screw up <laughs> wiring worse. someone's home, right? And there's a fire and someone's killed. The liability goes directly to you. So Darren Sayafi loses his house, he loses his car, he loses his dog because he doesn't have any corp doesn't have any protection. A corporation gives you insulation from liability because why? It's a separate legal entity. It has its own insurance, it has its own bank accounts. It's it's handled as if it's a person. Yeah, but is it doing all of this stuff expensive? I mean, you know, I'm just starting a business. I really don't have any money. Isn't this all expensive to do? So there's two answers to that question. One is, no, it's not expensive. And the other one is, can you afford not to? Right. Because it really isn't expensive. What you're talking about is making sure you follow New York State law. And when I say New York State gives you protection – Protection doesn't come from free, come for free, right? You have to follow certain rules. So you have to have 
shareholders meetings, board directors meetings, you have to have minutes. And that is what insulates you in part from the corporation. Okay. So Anthony, if, if I don't do any of this, I start my corporation, right? Or I, I, you know, if I start my corporation and I don't follow the rules, I get my number, my tax numbers, cause I'm going to file my taxes and stuff. But if I don't follow the rules, what happens? What, what, what's what, what's, you know, what's the downsides? What's somebody good? You gotta, you're going to get the corporate governance police come in and, and slap you on the hand. What do you, what's going on? Wow. You Why do I need that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The corporate governance police aren't coming for you. That's just not happening. New York state doesn't really care, but you run the risk in the first instance that you don't have the protection you think you have. And now all of a sudden we go back to your house, your car, your dog is right. at risk. It, you could take everything, right? The second thing is when you start to deal with more sophisticated entities, I mean like banks, other people who want to be partners, buyers, they want to see that you followed the rules because it makes them very well, comfortable. Let's talk about banks because you and I were talking about that earlier and we all know it. Anybody who started a corporation and goes to a bank, what's the first thing they ask for when they say, hey, I want to open up a checking account? You know, I, I just created this company. I went to the website. Here, look. And I got all my paperwork. And I want to open up a, a, a bank account up. What did they ask for? Corporate resolution. Corporate Matter of fact, the bank gives it to you. The, the bank will give you a corporate resolution, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to now fill it out. But what if you have a partner? then your partner has to sign because the bank has to know who has signatory authority, who's authorized to act on behalf of the company. Banks are very careful that way, right? Know your customer, KYC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a big part of it. I mean, these are all things, and they're, they may seem like it's a no big deal because I've actually been in a bank where somebody has come in and you can see them arguing with the, the person going, hey, you got to do this, otherwise I can't open the account. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got everything here. Da, da, da. You know, it's it's... It's calm down. It's like, just do everything that you need to do. Take the steps to do it. And if you don't know, ask. How many people do we run into? Because Anthony and I have this great relationship with, with our clients where we run into a client and they don't know. And, you know, luckily enough, knock wood, our clients are smart enough to say, I don't know. I need your help. It's okay to ask for help. I ask for help. You asked for help. We all asked for help to build our businesses. I didn't do it by myself. I had help doing it. You have help doing it with your firm also. I mean, these are things that people need to do and need to understand is that we have to follow the rules. And if we build the house the right way, you know, buying the land, you know, but even before we put the foundation in, what do we should, we should be, you know, the surveys, the architecture, the having the plan together. That's what people miss. A lot of times they go, oh, I just started a business and I'm going out and doing it. And they don't plan. They don't know what the future is going to look like. They're not going to. And that's a big part of what I do in my practice is I'm, I'm different. You don't come to me just to get your taxes done. You don't come to me just for me to do your bookkeeping or your, your accounting, your in-house accounting. You come to me because you want a business advisor that's going to show you how to grow your company and give you all the systems and everything that you need in order to grow. That's why you come to me. You go to you for the same reasons. You're going to give them all the structure, all the corporate governance, all the protection that they need in order to do, you know, to grow their companies. And that's what people miss sometimes. They think you and I have a common client. Several. But we have go several. ahead. I we know which several. one you're talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> 
great couple of guys, right? Uh, LLC created an LLC. We talk. We both of us for a couple of years talking them into getting their operating agreement done, and something started coming up, and then they were in a rush to get it done. And you know that's that's cool that they finally got it done. But if they would have took care of it 14 years ago, and just updated it as they went along, it could have been a very less stressful situation, I should say. Well, we love them. Well, so we, they're we listening that right now. Oh, I know they're listening. We, we love yeah. them. Um, that, ha- that happens more often than not. Mm-hmm. Usually when the corporate governance shows up and, and the lack of corporate governance, and what I mean by that, just so people out there who are driving around know what we're talking about, we're talking about did you have shareholders meetings? Yeah. Did you have board of directors minutes? Do you have the- but Wait the, a second. I'm, all, I'm the only shareholder. Why do I have to have a meeting? New York State wants you to. So, so how do I have a meeting with myself? How, how do we? So this is why it's cheap. Here's what yeah. happens: we go over what you did or what you want to do. We put it in a document that's called unanimous consent of the sole director and shareholder, <laughs> and you sign that piece of paper and you put it in your little minute book. You get a little right. black book when you form your corporation. And what ends up happening is, is that now you're accumulating these pieces of paper that are basically the history of what you did in your company and that you thought about it, understood it, and approved it. So now, as I was saying, is when you get to a year further down the road, corporate governance rears its ugly head at the worst time. So maybe like our clients where something starts to happen and they have to rush, maybe you want to bring in another partner. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to borrow a significant amount of money from somebody other than family and friends. Maybe you're so successful over such a period of time that you want to sell. And I have clients that have been in business for 30, 40, 50 years, don't have any of the documentation. And when you go to sell, that's the first thing the buyer asks because it's the easiest thing for you to have done the entire time you're operating. So in, in, in all of this, it sounds like to me it's very complicated and it's, it's very hard to do. And how am I going to get all of this done? I have enough trouble running my business as it is. I got to worry about dealing with the attorneys and the accountants and, and all these other things. I say, from my perspective and the, and the programs that I put into place, it becomes seamless. Not yeah. only does it become seamless, I think you said it the best early on in the show. If you just want a job and you want to give yourself a job, you don't have to deal with you and me. Mm-hmm. If you want to build and grow a business, you have to deal with lawyers and accountants and financial advisors and, and insurance people. And let's talk about building a business, right? What kind of business are we talking about? We're talking about having that boat, right? Having that, you know, expensive car, having those things where you say, hey, you know what? It's Friday. I'm taking off and I'm going to go on my boat. And I don't have to worry about it because my company's running itself. I got my employees taking care of everything. I got, you know, all of these things or something happens and I have to, I have to leave my business. I have a a tragedy happen in my family and I got to, I got to leave work for five days. That happens. That happens all the time. But if you're not building your business and you don't have your systems in place and you don't have your people trained properly and you don't have all those things, you can't do that. You can't take that time away. I, I actually had a conversation with somebody this morning where they said, when I'm on vacation, I'm still working. That's not a vacation. No. It's absolutely not a vacation. That's, you're working. You're, you're, you're working and not giving your family or your friends or, or your, your 
better half the attention they should be getting when you're supposedly on vacation. Well, the flip side of that is people who say, well, I can't really leave my desk to do X, Y, and Z. Well, then there's something wrong with the way your business is running. If you can't spend an hour or half hour, 45 minutes a day dealing with the business itself, you had time to go to the gym, you had time to take a swim, the business needs the same thing. And if you can't take that time, that's when they have to call somebody like you in to say, wait a minute, you're doing this wrong because you should have some free time. You should have systems in place. Mm -hmm. I mean, the corporate governance piece is just really, as I said, the foundation, the beginning. And when you don't do that, then all the issues that you handle build on that. Right. Because you're not paying attention so, to the business. So let's real quick, because we got about, we're going to be coming up on a break in a second, but give me an example of if you, you, you have a client, how you would refer them to me. Oh, typically what happens, and you know this, typically what happens is I have a client who's struggling with, with some component of their business that's easy to resolve, and they just, they don't have the expertise. They're a landscaper, they're, they make widgets, and they need somebody who knows what they're doing to go in and fix that problem. I call you. Excellent. Thank you. All right. So when we come back, we're going to continue with Anthony Acapora from Silverman Acapora. Call us 631-451-1039 at 631-451-1039. We'll be right back after these words. to the Darren Sayafi Show. I'm Darren Sayafi, your host, accountant, business strategist, profit-first advisor. Uh, I'm here with Anthony Acapora from Silverman Acapora. This seg- segment of the show is actually brought to you by a couple of my sponsors. I want to first talk about Proactive Technology Group. And Anthony, you can attest to this. Proactive Technology Group is a managed service provider that really focuses on their customer and gives top-notch service and service first. And as COVID hit, these guys took care of you and your office and got you guys set up so you can you can smoothly transition, right? Always. Always. So reach out to my buddies, uh, Stu and Mike, over at Proactive Technology Group. That's 516-872-8600. 516-872-8600. And their website is ptg.co. That's ptg.co. Drop the M on that. All right, so uh, Anthony, let, let me ask you this question. If I want to, and this is the thing, it's, it's Silverman Acampora. Tell us what Silverman Acampora does. We're going to give you, because Anthony is also a sponsor of the show, and I want to thank you for that, my friend. So, you know, talk to me about being a sponsor, but what does Silverman do? Why would I come to you? So we're a full-service business law firm, so from startup through labor and employment, litigation, real estate, acquisitions, all the way to bankruptcy and restructuring. We kind of take companies from the birth, through death, rebirth, and keep going. All right. So how did they get in touch with you? Uh, Anthony Acampora, 516-479-6330, or just go to the website, silvermanacampora.com. All right. Great. Thank you, Anthony. And my last shout out goes to uh, my friend Chris over at Ready Set Studios. These are the guys that do fantastic work. They did my commercial. Anybody who saw the commercial for this show, 
Uh, they, he came here, he filmed that, he put that together. He did all of that stuff. He does all my other stuff. If you go to my website at cbms.co, you can see all of the work that Chris has done for me. But Ready Set Studios will put together a marketing plan for you and make it happen. They help you grow your company. And that's readysetstudios.com. And that's my buddy Chris over there. The last thing I want to talk about before we get into this again, Anthony, is my friend, yeah, <laughs> my, my friend, and you know I do a podcast called The Business Power Hour with Darren and the Music Man. And today I was very surprised I got to the studio and there was a basket of, a beautiful basket that was sent to me with all kinds of goodies in there. But the most important one, which has actually calmed us down before the show, right, was the bottle of Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels in there. Yeah. So I want to thank the Music Man uh, Norman Wasserman for sending that basket is very much appreciated and and I was actually floored by it but thank you very much he's you know very supportive of this whole thing and this whole project that I'm doing now so now let's kick into this we were talking before about what's the right setup and all these other things well what happens now now I got my company I'm running it what else am I supposed to be looking for? What happens six months down the road a year down the road 10 years down the road 20 years down the road? What's going on? Because now all of a sudden, now I started a business. My son's growing. He wants to be a part of the business. Okay. Or he decides, I don't want to be a part of the business. Well, what, then now, now what? What do I do? What's so, going on? So let's take all the like nitty gritty of the corporate governance and put that aside because it's boring. It's not interesting. It's not important. It, it is important, mm-hmm. but you, it's not the guts of what we want to talk about. So we have a client, mutual client, and- their comments to us independently and together were, I love him, but I don't want to be partners with his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And that's really why, where corporate governance and just thinking about the business comes into play. So you own a bakery. You well, own a couple of bakeries. Right. So, okay. I own, I own a bakery and I don't mean to cut you off, Anthony, but you know, I own a bakery and you know, I have a partner what what type of how do, how do I protect myself? Because when he if he dies, his wife gets his shares, right? Yes, or whatever happens under his will. Yeah. Under his will, right? So say his will was I leave everything to my wife, she gets everything. Mm-hmm. So aren't I her partner now? Yes. But okay, so now she can come in and do everything that he did, and and participate in the business the same way assuming you don't have an agreement that says otherwise yeah absolutely wait a second you have to have all these agreements and stuff what kind of agreements well corporations usually have shareholders agreements and llcs have what's called an operating agreement they do the same thing Mm -hmm. um and it's funny most people think it taught when they create an operating agreement or shareholders agreement they do it themselves they talk about the nitty-gritty of the business Mm -hmm. right that's not what it's about it's really about who can be an owner what happens if you get dis- sick and have been disabled? What happens if you die? Who can own shares? Who can't own shares? Who gets to agree to that? It's all of that operational stuff that when you don't have that agreement creates a massive problem later on. Right. And that's one of the things that, and we'll, we'll talk about the example that you just brought up, was in this operating agreement was if something should happen to one of the partners, the other partner has the right to buy out their share of the business at a fair market value, right? And with valuation agreements and, and everything like that. But how difficult was to put this together? I mean, because now, now it sounded like we're spending a ton of money again. So you and I both know that was kind of a unique situation and it really wasn't all that difficult. It becomes 
very difficult when this tension in the business. Darren and Anthony have been partners for five years, eight years. We're getting on each other's nerves. And now we decide we're going to go talk about how we're going to operate. It's a lot easier and smoother when we're starting out. And everybody's not in a shooting war. Everybody's, Every, everybody's, everybody's hugs hug and kisses mode, right? You and I say it all the time. <laughs> and you get people to agree to things because they're rational. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening typically is there is no agreement. It goes on for a really long period of time. The ability to enter into an agreement starts to slip away. And then something bad happens. One of the partners dies. One of the partners wants to retire. And there's been no planning for that. Well, it, it's like having a prenuptial agreement, right? Yes. Because because partners, you know, it's like a divorce. It is a divorce. It, it's a business divorce. When exactly. partners leave, it's a business divorce. And I don't care what anybody says, you know, it's everybody thinks they deserve more than what they actually deserve. And they're going to fight tooth and nail to get it. Right. And isn't it better to have decided that and looked at that every three, four, five years? Mm-hmm. When there's nobody you, you just ticked brought, at each other yeah, you than there is a, when you're in a fighting war. You just brought up a key point, something I always you, – you do these things and you just don't do them once. You revisit them. You revisit them three years from now. You revisit them five years from now because your company is going to be very different. And if you're doing it right, you got a very different company from day one than, day, than five years in. And now all of a sudden you got a ton of employees and you're bringing your kids into work and my kids into work. And okay, how is that going to interact? And okay, if, if you agree that when I die, my kids can take my spot, how is that going to operate? How is that going to be split up? Or if I give my, my kid a percentage to work in the business, part of my percentage, and then I die and then everything goes south with you, how does that happen? I mean, have you seen any of these things? What? <laughs> I, I have like a dozen of these going on right now. Sisters suing mothers, daughters suing bro- cous- brothers, Wait a cousins. They're family. They're supposed to get along. They're no, thousands. no, 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 no. Money's on the table. And, and you have scenarios where the closest of families suddenly starts to fracture when, what are we doing with the bakery? What are we doing with the, the deli? And you say, oh, it's a deli, but you know, if somebody owns three, four, five delis or three, four, five pizza places, that's a real business. That's mm-hmm. not just something that's throwing off enough money to live on and have a decent life. That's a business. And you have a disaster in the making because brothers and sisters are not necessarily going to get along. You got right. time for a 20-second story? Yeah, go ahead. I actually had two clients that were in their 40s. Younger brother, older brother. And the dad said to me, can you mediate this dispute? Forget what the dispute was. And I said, sure. And I went and I spoke to them. And the older brother said to me, when I was eight and he was six, I got a remote control car and he broke it. And he's been screwing my stuff up ever since. And I'm, I'm not <laughs> dealing with him. And that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with family psychology a lot. And the more you have in a written agreement where the family understands what the rules are, the better off you are. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. That's why they will say, don't do business with family because it will ruin a family. It will fracture the family. We see it all the time. You know, I'm in a situation where I have a client, it's third generation, and, you know, two, two of the third generation are running the company, but they got 20 partners. They're all cousins and, you know, and it's, the, you know, the cousins just sit back and collect their money every year and, you know, and, and take their piece of everything, but that was done right. And I'm going to say this 
that was done right from the very beginning because when they took over, the two cousins took over together, they understood that the other cousins still had a piece of the pie and they deserved a piece of the pie because of the fathers, the three fathers that built the business. Actually, the grandfather started it and then the three brothers took it and then it it went down from So it's there. third generation family? Third generation family. So you get, if, if you're lucky enough to get to the third generation, things start to clear out a little bit. I have client, they're in the fifth generation. And when you talk to them about business issues, there's no ego involved. This is the you know Jones family business. It's been the family business for 125 years. They're only interested in maintaining the business, not their personal stuff. It's the first generation into the second generation that's a disaster. And then the third generation thinks that money grows on trees and they don't want to work. Right. And the grandfather has a stroke because the third generation grandson just wants to drive a Porsche. It's, and, that's, <laughs> like, and that's what happens, right? They don't, they don't work as hard. So look, if you've got any of these questions or, or need to reach out, you can reach out to me at 844-987-CBMS. That's 844-987-2267 and set up a call. Let's talk about it. Let's make it real for you. Now, let's talk about succession planning. And what's succession planning? Well, we just really, you know, let's really talk about, you know, what happens next. If I should die tomorrow, for those who don't know, if I should die tomorrow or if I should sell the business or if I should retire, that's succession planning, right? That's, it's time to go. I'm making my plans up front. Let's, let's, let's talk about okay. that. So there's people driving around right now listening to this. There's people at home listening to this. And there's a percentage of them that think they're never going to die mm-hmm. or they could never get disabled or most of them, and I think I fall into that category a little bit, may never retire. Right. They're going to work until they're done and, and that's going to be that. Um, that doesn't go well for your business because eventually the next generation needs to take over, needs to be not frustrated by the fact that Grandpa or dad is still in, mom's still in the business. Um, I have a client right now who's got that problem where his mom is like 90 years old and she still runs everything with an iron fist. He's leaving his family business after 30 something years because he can't, he can't deal with it. Right. Um, so succession is first and most important. And this is where you and I come in really almost playing psychologist more than anything else. Are you, what do you want to do with your life, Mr. First Generation Business Owner? Do you mm-hmm. want to retire? Do you want to leave it to your children? Do your children want the business? And that's part of, a big part of what I do when I come into a client. I know you do the same thing is let's not talk about your existing problem right now. I, I hear it. And like you said, it, you know, I, I, di- I did make a commercial where I talk about being a business therapist because a lot of this is therapy. Sometimes you just need somebody to spout off to. Sometimes you need somebody to yell and scream at and then be able to look from an objective side of it to say, hey, look, I get it. Let's, let's calm down a second. Let's really look at it from this angle, which is completely different than any of the angles they've looked at it before. But my point is this, is that... And I forgot what my point is. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was, I, you know, it, it's, it's making sure that, hey, you know what? We're going to go in the right direction. I've worked with clients and this, this is what I do. You, you come to me for the first time. We're going to talk about what your initial issue is. Get back on track, I am. Uh, 
we're going to talk about your initial problems, but then we're going to, what we're going to talk about is your plan. And nobody wants me to talk about their plan. Everybody wants me to solve their problem now, but what they don't realize and what I tell them is I'm going to solve your problem, but you got to do it this way. You got to know where we're going in order to get there. To draw that map, we can't just haphazardly ride down the road and decide, oh, we're going to turn here and we're going to turn there without realizing we know where we're going. If we don't know where we're going, we can't go. We can't get there. So that's a big part of what I do right out of the gate. And I know you do the same I'm thing. I'm smiling because, you know, the first thing, question I ask clients, new clients when they come in is say, where, where do you want to be when we're done? Where does this end up? Yeah. And whether it's litigation or it's corporate work, where do we want it to end up? And you're asking questions that people don't want to answer. And the problem is those are the questions they need to answer. Right. And they need to be specific about it. The most common response I get is, I want to be comfortable. What does that mean? You want me to buy you a, a Barker lounger? You want me to, you know, what does that mean? I want to be comfortable. What is comfortable? Everybody has a different level of comfortable. So, and that's the point. Everybody's different. So when you come to us, we're not giving you this canned program that you're going to jump into and you have to follow it exactly this way and everybody follows it exactly this way. We look at your situation. We figure out what's going on. That's why I have you, uh, you know, as as a, a person that I rely on with my clients because I don't know everything and there's a lot of times where legal questions come up and what do I do? I go, we got to bring Anthony into this. And we talk about how we're going to solve your problem. And we've done that with a number of different clients. You, you did that where you mentioned the one client before where you referred to, uh, we were talking about it before the show. I actually spoke to them this morning. They had a problem. You said, hey, you know what? Darren can help these people turn this around. And you brought me in and they're a completely different company now. They're running differently. They're running more efficiently. They're tighter as to what they're doing and how they do it. They know what's going on. And that's because you had the foresight to say, I'm not the expert in it, but I need that. And then there's been times where I brought you in and, you know, I've been part of uh, companies, you know, where a couple of times where I said, Anthony, I need to bring you in because boom, you know, well, well you know, I don't look at myself as a lawyer. I'm more of a business advisor that happens to practice law. Right. Because the and that, law and that's part- that's me. I'm an accountant that just happens to be a business, that practices being a business advisor and a growth specialist. And if you don't hire guys like us, you're going to stay in that, oh my God, I'm up, at, I'm up at five and I get home at eight o'clock at night and I'm doing all the work and my company's not growing and I got a lot of business, but I can't get it to grow. And then- you know, and then all of a sudden I don't have business. So I spend half my time now chasing new business. And then it's this vicious circle that I go through. Well, you need to hire guys like us to help you get out of that vicious circle. We're going to show you how to do that. And we're going to show you how to do it effectively. And you know what? You don't have, a, you don't have to have a lot of money to do it. No, not at You all. just have to have the commitment to say, yes, I can do this. I need this, this help. And I'm willing to get you guys to do it. You know? Well, that's the biggest thing with succession planning, and, and there's a lot of components to it. It's a, it's a whole two-day thing in and of itself if you were teaching it to somebody. But the real thing is, is are you committed to the process? Because it is a process. And can your family withstand the process? Because you have to have difficult conversations with your key employees and with your family as to what you want, mm -hmm. where you think it's going, and what they want. Right. You know, how many times have you seen people say to you, I'm turning the business over to my son and the son's either an idiot 
or he wants to go run a worm farm. <laughs> he doesn't want to be involved in well, your business. Well, isn't that the same thing? Same thing. <laughs> you, you know, I had a client, older guy, and when he died, he left his business to his son and his two daughters. Mm-hmm. And and being, you know, old school, he left it his son in charge. Right. His son was not a business person. The two daughters were knew knew the business dead bang cold, and they had no say because he left it the way he structured it. He left it. Well, and that's and that's to the, the son, right? And that's the thing. We come in and we identify. We know. Even though he left it to the son to be in charge, you knew those the two sisters were really the business acumen, and we can turn this thing around, right? So this is this is why you come to us. This is why you know. I, look, I, I, you know, one of the things that I do, and and here's I'm going to be real honest with everybody out there. I'm not your accountant. Where you come to me, I do one thing for you. I send you a bill. You come to me, I do one thing for you. I send you a bill. Typically, my I'm on retainer with my clients, so it doesn't matter what you come to me with, I take care of it. If I can't get the answer for you, right, I, I bring in Anthony. I bring in I find the answer for you. I become your best employee because I find the answer for you, and then I bring in the experts that you need in order to solve the problem. And I know you're the same way because that's how we got to that common client that you that that we now work on, exactly. you know, in and, and the same and vice versa, because, it, you know, the cl- common clients that you're working on. So it, it's all a, 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 a big, what's, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Uh, a big network of people of having that, that high priced team around you that, th- that isn't high priced when you come down to it, you know, couldn't have said it better. Yeah. You know, we're that high price team that you come in and, you know, we created that outrun the bear program, that marketing program that we do. And we talk about outrunning the bear and we know from the stories, you can't outrun a bear by yourself. You need somebody next to you to so the bear can catch them instead of you, <laughs> and, you know, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about outrunning your competition. We're going to make you better than your competition. Unique, different. So people want to go to you. People want to come to us. People stay with us. Our clients stay with us, and the clients that we have have clients that stay with them. That's why it all works for us, and it works very well, right? So it's yep. you know, it, it, it's it's all about those things. So Anthony, I want to thank you for being on the very first show. Thank you, my brother. Okay? I loved it, and I really appreciate uh, you coming on today. And again, if everybody anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's eight four four nine eight seven CBMS eight four four nine eight seven two two six seven or cbms.co that's cbms.co and Anthony just real quick one more time for Silverman Acampora silvermanacampora.com or 516-479-6330 Darren thanks again it was great see you next week everybody